Yo, Michael Jr. here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And just in case you didn't know, this podcast is actually called Funny How Life Works. This is where we use funny to help you understand how life works. Some of y'all might be thinking right now, how in the world, what could I learn about life from a guy who's about to propose? <laughs> well, I'm going to propose that you're going to learn a lot. Watch. Well, you can watch if you want to, but this is a podcast and there's no video. So use your imagination. But here we go. Boom. Yo, welcome back. We're so excited. We got some fun. I got my man. This is a dude who is new to the podcast, although he's a listener. You've listened to all of them several times. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I think I listened to like the first two, I think. So I need to catch up. The first two. Cool. Well, you know what? We're going to have you on as a guest after you finish up the other ones, okay? <laughs> so my guest today is my friend, a good friend of mine, Mr. John Reeves. So listen, I always put an S on the end of it. There's no S, right? No S. No S. John No S, because he's Spanish, right? John No S. <laughs> so the way me and John met, John is a pastor in California, the Cause Church. Tell him how we met, John, because I don't remember. Man, I don't, I'm not sure I remember either. Yeah, I think that's better because if we both were like, oh my gosh, I remember you were on the other side of the room. It was a crowded area and the light had just, it was sprinkled off your cheeks and I saw the light flashing and I noticed you from across the, no, no, no. It's uh, not our job to remember that. It's true. So here's what we're going to do. I don't know if you noticed or not, John, but we have this thing called the non-sponsor sponsors. Do you know what mm -hmm. a non-sponsor sponsor is? No, I don't actually. You don't? Yeah, it's because you to the podcast, unlike the people who are listening <laughs> right now. So let me tell you, John, what a non-sponsor sponsor okay. is. And then we're going to get into where you're from and what's going on and how we met. It's going to be kind of dope. So a non-sponsor sponsor, you know how most podcasts have sponsors mm -hmm. who give them money so they can talk about their product? Mm -hmm. We do that too. Let's just be real. But also, we have non-sponsor sponsors. So if it's like a really cool organization that we really, really like, we'll mention them and talk highly of them, even though they didn't give us any money. So it's like a non-sponsor sponsor. So to this week's non-sponsor sponsor is, who's the non-sponsor sponsor? You want to tell them who it is? Red. Yes, Red Blueprint. Red Blueprint is actually a non-profit organization that takes laughter and makes it commonplace in uncommon places like homeless shelters and prisons, abuse children facilities. So if you want to know more about Red Blueprint, you just go to redblueprint.org and they are a non-sponsor sponsor founded by, and it doesn't matter, just check them out. <laughs> anyway, so... As I said before, John, we don't know where we met at because we're not that detail oriented. But I will say that we have a really good relationship. You are a pastor, like yeah. I mentioned, at the Cause Church, yeah. Brea, and we've done a lot of stuff together. One of my first offices was actually out of the right. Cause Church. Yeah, I do you remember, remember that? that. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool, man. And then you guys wanted rent. I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I thought they were doing this for the Lord. No, I'm just playing. It's not, it's not true. You guys weren't doing anything for the Lord. So on this podcast, on this version of what we're going to do today is we're actually going to be talking to a guy who is about to pop the question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But before we jump into that, I want you guys to kind of know who John is because this is my man. It's almost like we're having a double guest, but he's my boy. So he's like a host guest. So he's like a hesk. Really? Because we boys. How is it right now, dude, being a pastor in California? How's it going for you? It's good. It's going well. With the pandemic, it's been challenging in a lot of ways, just like it is for everybody in every walk of life. But our church doors are open. We're having public services and 
honestly, God is doing some incredible things in people's lives and it's cool to be a part of. So we're thankful for being open. That's great. So you guys weren't open before? Or you just kind of closed off to certain people? Or what do you mean? <laughs> well, we, <laughs> we had to shut down for a few weeks and then reopen on Pentecost weekend. So we were shut down for about 10 weeks. Yeah. So I hear the governor's trying to put a governor on things again, oh, right? Man. What is he up to? 94% of the counties in California just yesterday dropped down into, I guess, what's called the purple tier, which puts a lot of restrictions on everything, including churches. So the purple tier. Who is your governor? Is it Prince's brother? Why is it a purple? Listen, it's not like an album though, right? Because you had purple rain. Now you got purple tears. Purple tear, purple tear. <laughs> I don't know any more of those at all, man. So what does that mean for you if you're in the purple tier? Well- Wait, is that that place where some people believe their friends go when they die? They, they're not quite in heaven yet? They like in the purple tier? Is that what that is? I think so, yeah. I think purple tier, purgatory, I think it's pretty much the same thing. So, Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to keep doing what we're doing and we're not worried about it. Oh, that's cool, man. So if the police show up kicking in the doors? If they show up, then if I'm ever going to get arrested, it'll be for preaching the gospel. So Yeah, if I ever get arrested, it'll be just because the police wanted to arrest me. <laughs> that is hilarious, too, which has happened before, I should point out. So here's the thing about the police. Like, even if they come through the doors, your laws in California are so strict around the pandemic, they can't really catch you. Right. The police could chase you, but they got to stay six feet away. Right, like, right. Ah, sorry, you can't. You can't come in. Back up. Back up. Right. <laughs> We won't let them in if they don't have a mask on and sanitize their hands and all that stuff. By that time, I'll be out the back door anyway, so I'll, I'll be all right. I'm That's what I'm saying. Best. So this podcast is about, really, we have a guy who we're going to call shortly who's about to propose. Awesome. And this is somebody you know. Somebody you know awesome. Somebody like you don't know. Awesome, really? <laughs> Dude, it's your friend. <laughs> Let's be a little more transparent, Pastor. I do know him. His name is Jet. He's a good guy. His name is Jet. Now, is that his full name? Like Jet? You know, I've never asked him. I don't know if it's a superhero it's name or rude. what, but. <laughs> so he's a really good friend. Yeah, but you he's don't a great. Really know we're him. real tight. We're real close. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out his real name is Jamal, but you, <laughs> you didn't even know his real name. Jet. So this one is funny how life works. And we just want to see what we can learn from somebody who's about to propose. I've never met Jet before. And you just met him, apparently, because you don't even <laughs> right. know his real name. How long have you known him for real? How long have you known him? Probably six, seven years, actually. Six or seven years. And you don't know for sure what his real name is. I think it's Jet. We're going to have to find out. Dude, here's what's so great about this whole thing. If nothing at all, we have established how men pay very little attention to details. <laughs> like, you don't know his name. We don't know where we met at. I don't know if your last name got an S on it or not. Like, there's just so much. We just don't <laughs> That's know. That's so true. That's really honestly true. We don't know. If we were both ladies right now, oh my goodness. Remember when we first met Jatafis? <laughs> when we first met Jatafis, oh my goodness. And then we nicknamed him Jet because he was so fast. Oh my gosh. It'll be completely different. We don't have any of them <laughs> right now at all. Before we jump in and talk to Jet, I would be really curious to hear how you two were feeling before you propose to your now wives? Ooh, great question. Great question. John, which wife are you going to go with? Oh my gosh. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just say something real quick. Listen, because here's what I know about you. You're very quick. You love God. You're a pastor. You're all about God's word and the Bible. But I want you to know, I also know how freeing and funny and smooth you could. So I need you to be 
All of that do. You're not on a podcast just as a pastor, like you're a friend. So yeah, how'd you propose to? Wait, 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 wait. Mm. Are you guys married? We just celebrated our 16 year anniversary on Friday night, November 13th. That is so dope. And your 18 year old was there. Is your 18 year old? <laughs> I'm just serious, man. So how'd you propose? I took Jenny. My wife's name is Jenny. Before she was my wife, her name was still Jenny. And we had a few right. day trip. Hey, wait, wait, real quick, real quick. What is her full name? Jennifer. Jennifer Lynn. Oh. Made a name Legend. I do know that actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure her favorite color though, actually. I don't really know her favorite color. Don't ask me that. Oh, that's cool. I don't ask a lot of questions. No, we went up mm-hmm. to San Francisco for a weekend. And by the way, we stayed in separate places. Jenny stayed with my grandparents. I stayed with my aunt and uncle. And we went into the city. One of the days- hey, everybody listen. His aunt and his uncle lives with his grandparents. <laughs> no. Just no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. So I wore cargo pants and I put the ring in my pocket and I knew I wanted to propose to her, but I didn't know where. I'd never been to San Francisco before. So all day long, I was kind of waiting for the right moment and I was super nervous. I went to the bathroom an unbelievable amount of times. I don't remember exactly how many, but it was probably every five minutes because I was so nervous. And then towards the end of the day, we went on a boat ride underneath the uh, Golden Gate Bridge and I found a lady who had a nice camera and I walked up to her and I literally gave her a disposable camera because this is before the days when your cell phone had a camera on it. Right. Right. <laughs> so I just gave her a disposable yeah, camera and I yeah, said, yeah. I'm about to propose to my girlfriend. Would you please take as many pictures as possible? And she looked at me kind of funny and shrugged her shoulders and said, okay. So then I just, I walked up to Jenny and proposed to her and thank God she said yes. And this lady got some nice pictures of us. And so I remember nothing on that boat ride trip because I was so nervous, but It was pretty cool. It was up in San Francisco. So that's always been a fun place for us. So she took pictures with your disposable camera or her With my disposable camera. One or two of them have her finger in it, picture of her finger in it, which was great. But she got some good pictures actually, Uh, which was cool. Oh, that is so dope, man. She said, yes, that's great. Were the kids there when you proposed? (laughs) (laughs) No, dad, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Let us take the picture. Oh, man, that's funny. Come on, dad. (laughs) <laughs> so the way I proposed to my wife, we had known each other. I don't know how long we knew each other. We met in December of 03. I proposed the following April and we were married in August. Wow. Because when you know, you know. Plus, I was ready. Let me just say that. So the way I proposed <laughs> is we had never dated before because I have four kids. She got a kid and she didn't really do the whole dating thing. And I remember, dude, I remember I wanted to be married. Anyway, this isn't about me. This is about your friend uh, Jamal. Uh, yeah. Juniker. We'll find out what his name is. <laughs> anyway, so she came over to my house in the morning and she cooked me a breakfast, right? And the kids were in school because I was a single dad of three at the time. She made me a breakfast and I don't eat eggs. I haven't eaten eggs in now probably 34 years. I don't eat eggs. They're just weird. It's just aborted chickens. It's the weirdest thing ever. I don't eat eggs, right? <laughs> well, apparently she didn't get that memo and she made this thing called a quiche. I don't know what a quiche is. Mm. Like, I have no idea what a quiche is. And she said, oh, I made this quiche. And it looked like it's edible. Might be some potatoes with some spinach or something. And I bit into it. And I already got the ring. I hit the ring in the couch. And I bit into it. And I was like, what is this? She said, it's quiche. I said, what is quiche? She said, it's eggs with spinach. And I was like, oh. But here's when I knew I was doing the right thing. It never even dawned on me not to propose after that. 
Meaning, normally I would have thought, oh, no, she's going to feed me eggs. This is it. She's trying to poison me. She want all my money. I got $7 in the bank. I see what's going on. <laughs> so afterwards, we're sitting on the couch. The ring was in the couch, and I'm looking for it, but I can't find it. So now I look all creepy. We didn't get close prior to being married. So I know I look weird because half my arm is missing while I'm trying to look cool on the couch. Right. And I find this ring, and I pull it out, and I said, hey, when we had breakfast, you were my girlfriend but I'm wondering if we could have lunch and you be my fiance. Wow, smooth. And I opened up the ring. Yeah, dude, and it was a long time. She said it was two seconds before she answered. It was really seven minutes is what it felt like. Oh, my God. Because she was overwhelmed by it. She was overwhelmed, yeah. I think. But she paused forever, and then she said yes. And I was like, wow, a wife. Why'd so, you hide the boom. ring in the couch? I don't know. I had on jogging pants and I didn't want the ring look like it would be weird sticking out my pants. I didn't know where else to put you it. You should like, just wore some cargo pants like me and then you just had eight pockets to choose from. Yeah. But here's the thing. Cargo pants and getting down on one knee. Did you think that over at all? Dude, I, they don't really bend I didn't because well. now I regret those pictures because I was looking all crazy. I'm surprised <laughs> she even said yes with me wearing those cargo pants. You look like you worked on the boat. Dude, it did. That's dope. So with that being said, man, we're going to go ahead and get Jet on the phone and see what his plan is for proposing. How did you meet him, first of all? How did we get him? At church. He started coming to church. Oh, you met him at I church? met him at church. And that's about the extent of what I remember, which is about the same as I remember meeting you at church. I think you just showed up one day. And that's pretty much all I remember, actually. I think I was there when you met Jet. Actually. You, it might have been the same, same day. Greeting. It could have been. Probably was. So we're going to get Jet on the line and see how Jet did this. Back when I grew up, Jet meant it's time to leave. The police on there. Right. <laughs> Yo, we're about to Jet. Cool. We have more than 10 people in our Thanksgiving party. We need to Jet out of here. Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yo, my man hey. on the phone. What's up, Jet? How you doing? Good, good. How you doing? I am great, man. Good to have you on the phone. As you know, John, how did you and John meet? Unfortunately, it was through. I'm just kidding. <laughs> How did we meet Jet? Jet, real quick. I'm going to do the jokes. <laughs> Thanks, Jet. I appreciate that. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. You're not the only one that's funny around here. Well, so far. So far. <laughs> so far. <laughs> I don't get a fancy things like you. Oh, that's good. So far, I am. Oh, that's funny. So, how'd you guys meet? We met through the Cos Community Church. Long story short, I just was invited to go and I started going to the church services. And of course, John is one of the staff pastors there and he introduced himself. And from there, you know, we touch base off and on every service weekend during the week and any other activities that are going on. So we just would always connect. And more recently, yeah. we've been working more closely with this church. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, that's great. Great, great. Listen, how close would you consider you and John on a scale of one to 10 as far as <laughs> friendship is concerned? <laughs> wow. I don't know if I want to answer this with John on the phone. No, I mean, for real, like, what would you say? Would you I say one? Oh, man. No, for real, like, what would you say? For <laughs> yeah, again, I seem to be the only funny person on here. What would you say, like, no, really? I'd say between an eight and a nine. Yeah, yeah. And if you felt like you needed something from him, like if something was going on in life, do you feel like he's a person you can trust, you can call him and he'd be there for you? Yeah, absolutely. John's cool. always been a reliable person. Cool. Let me ask you another question. What is your full first name? Why do you want to do this to me? <laughs> no, dude, we just need to know. What's your full first name? <laughs> It's Jotnell. Oh, cool. That's dope. Now, somebody who's a nine or a 10 in your <laughs> life, would you expect them to know that? Like, is that something you would want? Never. Like, you, ah. Never. You wouldn't? Oh, no. cool. Well, John, you're in a good place. <laughs> I asked him your full first name. He said Stephen. <laughs> so I'm just wow. throwing that out there now. So let's talk about what's going on. So you met somebody. Yes, sir. Cool. And what is her name? 
Her name is Betty. Betty Garcia. Her name is Betty? Yes. Okay, Betty. cool. How do you spell cougar? No, I'm just playing. I don't know. Because they stopped making Bettys in like <laughs> 1942. Uh, Normally they did. No, but I'm sure... That's not the case hey, here, sorry. right? Real quick, true story. My dad's Aunt Betty Welch, 85 years old. God bless her, Michael. We just had her funeral last Thursday. Her name was Betty. So she's she 85, 85, so that made her born when? A long time ago. When was she born? She's I don't 85. know, like 1935 or something like that. Somebody do the math real quick. Because I said they stopped making Bettys in probably 41, <laughs> 42. I just want to do the actual math to see how accurate. 85 years ago. 1935. Boom. Whoa, boom. So she was a new model, Betty. Cool. What year was your Betty born? I'm just curious. 93. That's way oh. up. Oh, she a throwback, <laughs> yeah. Betty. Okay, cool. You got a throwback, Betty. Cool. How'd you guys meet? We met through a church service. That's just what you're going to go with the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Everybody you met on a, with a church? Have you ever been to jail? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I was at a church service and somebody tried to. Like everything starts with a church service. <laughs> That's great. So how long have you known Betty? I've known her for seven years. We've been going on for six years. Something seems a little weird here. Hey, John, let me ask you a question. Have you ever met Betty face-to-face? <laughs> I have met Betty. She's a real person. I can vouch for that. Okay. All right. Now cool, you're starting cool. to sound like grandma. Who, me? Oh, snap. It's the same person? <laughs> no. No, Michael doubts it's a real person. My whole family thought it was a made-up thing for a while. Oh, for real? And then they met Betty. Yeah, because the name seemed like you made it up. I met a girl. She's awesome. She's born 93. Her name's Betty. They're like, oh, oh here we go. <laughs> Here we go, Jebediah. I forgot your first name. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. So six years. So wow. Do you think this is a little rushed? You guys only dated for six years and now you're ready to marry her? Do you feel like that's a little fast? <laughs> nah, you ready? How did you know? How do you know she's the one? He didn't give me a chance to tell you, Michael. It's actually been an interesting ride between her and I. Really, we've just been praying about it a lot, trying to see if we're not just compatible, but suitable for God's plan and direction. And so we've been in the mm-hmm. process of figuring that out through the last couple of years. The first couple of years were just kind of to get to know each other. And then the last few has mm-hmm. been really looking into the reality of do we see each other together for the rest of our lives. And she's definitely ready. I've just been more on the slower process of it. But it's been definitely a wonderful time together and hearing what God wants to do with our lives. Wow, cool. So give me clarity on that. What do you feel like you guys are supposed to do together? So right now, believe it or not, she has gotten more confirmation than I have. So I'm just waiting for, for the Lord's inclination toward a more pressing direction. And sometimes God doesn't answer in the exact ways you've been looking for or you've been needing to hear. So you've just been waiting for a little bit more clarity. So that's what I've been doing, just waiting for a little bit more clarity. But we've definitely been moving forward in the direction of being together and seeing what, how it goes. So are you set to propose? Close. Not yet, but close. What you waiting on? I don't understand. <laughs> Did you see the title of this show? Like what, what? Yeah, jump so what, what, on the spot, man. What are you waiting on? What, like, what is it going to take to make it happen? It's a great question. Uh, it's probably just the, this sounds funny, I'm sure. It's going to sound funny wherever this is being heard. But just for that official go for it kind of thing. Like I said, that inclination toward God saying go for it. Jet, this is the Lord. Go for it. <laughs> Thou shalt marry Betty. Amen. Oh, gosh. So here's some things I, I kind of talk about. Maybe this is really where... I wrote a thing out where I said marriage or dating is kind of like buying furniture. Right. Right. Because when you buy furniture, you can buy furniture and they always say, hey, first two years, interest free. (laughs) Or, you know, first six months, interest free or whatever. Sometimes after you've been in a relationship for six months, you don't got no interest either. You're like, hey, this is not going to work out. Yeah. Right. But then some people go as far as they will buy the furniture and then return it. Right. They don't like, I don't want this furniture anymore. Mm-hmm. But then some people do a thing called layaway, 
right? Where you lay the furniture away because you like it, but you're not really sure. One day I'm going to come back and get it. I'll put a little money down on it. Then I'll come back and get it. Yeah. And then some people go so far as even to do a rent-a-center where you can actually rent the furniture out. You can take it home like you own it, but you're really not fully committed to it. Yeah. Because at any point, if you just stop making the payments, they're going to come and take it away. So which one of those is Betty in right now? <laughs> Dang, that's a good one. <laughs> it sounds funny. But I'd probably say around the layaway one. Ooh. And let me ask you the second question. Which one does she deserve to be in? Because the last phase is you buy the furniture in the house. Yeah. And you have the mortgage payment. You spent all of the time and now you're doing everything that's necessary to make sure it's kept up and you guys are there together. So if she's in layaway zone, but she probably wants to be like a full purchase. Mm. Okay. So one more question. Okay. Where do you think God wants Betty to be? How does God see Betty? I think honestly, God wants Betty to be in a marriage already. Right. And like I mentioned earlier, she shared her, I guess we can call them confirmations and has felt that what the Lord has told her to be has been more on the getting married area. Right. So it's funny how life works, right? So if God is saying that she's a wife and she has confirmation that she's a wife and you don't, maybe you're in the way of whoever her husband is. Yeah. Or is it you? Because God's not a God of confusion. Right. So you either get confirmation or you get confirmation to get out the way because there's probably a family waiting to happen somewhere. Right. My wife wrote a book and it talks about how the imposter always shows up before the husband does. So are you the husband or are you the imposter? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just saying, all right, let's do some jokes or something real quick because I didn't know. This, this, this is funny how life works. Listen, I really, really want you to chew on that like on the real. Yeah. Because if somebody called you right now, like if I had my producer, Akila, call you right now, what would happen? If she called you right now, if she dialed your number, what would happen? I mean, it's a phone call. I'll answer it. I don't know. If she called your phone, what would your phone do? It would ring. Yeah. So if your phone got a ring, which your six-year girlfriend don't. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying it's funny how life works, man. So this is really, really cool. Dude, I know you got it. We got to do a part two to this. Like, you got this. Pray. And here's the thing about prayer. And this wasn't supposed to be all super, but here's how you know when you're hearing God's voice, right? There's three things you got to do. And there's a pastor on the phone. Like, there's three things you got to do, right, where you have confirmation from God. Because you probably waiting on God. He got to make the clouds fit and say, hey, Mary Betty. It's yeah. not going to be that dramatic. There's three things you need yeah. to get confirmation from God. Number one, you need peace. Number two, it needs to be confirmed by some other believers. Yeah. And number three, right. it needs to line up with his word. Right. Yeah. I'm sure it's been confirmed by one or two believers because that's me and John, even on this. Number two is we know it lines up with his word to be married, not just be chilling. Yeah. Number three is the peace part. So do you feel like you have peace about making her your wife? Yeah, I see. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a question. Oh. Like, it's not just, he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so I'm, just, cool. I'm just hearing you out. I'm just hearing you out. I thought you were making your, your point here first still. No, I think more than before, I do have more peace about it. More <laughs> peace? That's like being kind of pregnant. <laughs> What I mean by more than before, I mean, before I wasn't so sure. Now I feel peace about it than I did before. So before I didn't have as much peace. Now I do. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ak, so I'm going to ask my producer real quick. At what point did you know that you were cool with getting married? Because this is a woman who is not swayed by, she never felt like she got to be married or she was cool with being an original Betty and not being married. So at what point did you know 
that he was going to be the one. I mean, I definitely prayed about it a lot because, as you said, I was very comfortable in my singleness. I even remember praying, God, if you want me to grow deeper in sanctification, then something else needs to happen <laughs> in regards to marriage. But really, I assessed my now husband back then and said, could I see him with someone else? Like, would I be okay knowing that he was carrying out duties, being married to someone else? And I couldn't. I just said no. The way that he loved me, the way that he loves God, the way they pursued me in our whole relationship, I was like, I don't want to be without that. And Ooh. that gave me a lot of peace in and of itself. Boom. Drop the mic. That is awesome. That was actually me doing an impression of my producer. Did it sound really good? <laughs> hey, Michael, could I jump in real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Pastor John. I want to just add to what Ak just said, because Jet, for me, and I know Jet, he is a man of God. He's a man of prayer. I, I have a lot of respect for Jet. And I know it's hard to serve the Lord more than anything. But I think what Michael said, Jet, those three things, that's great wisdom. And then what Ak just said to that question is a great question. My question to you would be similar, but slightly different. It would be basically, is Betty the one that I want to spend the rest of my life with? Or to ask it a little differently is, could I imagine living my life without Betty? And I, I think if the answer is yes, she's the one, because ultimately, Jed, it is your choice, right? I mean, you want God's will, but he gives you free will too. And so once you choose Betty, she is the one that God has for you. And if you think, man, I can't imagine life without her, then I would say, go for it. I think she's the one for you. Boom. That's dope. And then let me ask one more deep question, because it's funny how life works. Have you been in a relationship before, Jet? that got pretty far and didn't work out and you end up getting hurt? No. Well, some people need to run to the altar. I think it's appropriate that you probably think about jetting to the altar. <laughs> I'm just going, but it's your call. And listen, when you do it either way, you got to let us know what happens. Like you got to let yeah. us know, man, like on the real, because Betty sounds dope to me. I mean, for real, I just pulled up her Facebook, by the way. She is fine. Oh, did you? No, I'm, oh just, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I went on Facebook and looked for Betty. I ain't seen nothing I wanted to keep looking at. I just wanted to... <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> just comedy. Cool. Wow. So listen, Jet, was this good for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I mean, it definitely puts you in this, like you just said, real talk. This is a real deal. Yeah, dude. And honestly, I find it funny because I've been... Like John said, I don't like to talk much about it because it's a genuine personal thing, but I really do spend my time a lot in prayer. And I've been praying heavily about all of this our relationship for a long time now. And what I found very challenging to my life has been through a lot of praying, through a lot of requesting, I find that she gets her answer quicker than I do. And I've been praying as long as, if not more than her, about this. Mm -hmm. And I've always found that challenging because that's not how usually... I've been used to seeing God move, but God doesn't always move how we expect it to be. I'm not saying that as an excuse. I'm really saying that as a reality. This is different for me. However, regardless of that, I really appreciate that. You know, the real talk, I'm kind of a person that I'd rather mm -hmm. hear the truth of it and, and get the rawness of it than just bounce around and push it away like there's nothing to deal with. But this is a real deal kind of thing. And I definitely want to move forward and, and see what God does and be able to testify to the reality that there's some areas that needs to be definitely answered and honest with, but getting into the talk, really be able to apply it now. Yeah. So here's the last thing I would say on the subject is you have to decide which way you're looking for peace. So for example, yeah. if you felt like you were supposed to move to Detroit, you don't just say to God, I mean, it's easier to hear, and I bet she does this. It's easier to hear 
God, I feel like I should move to Detroit. Please give me peace about it. Or I feel like I should stay here. Please give me peace about it. Versus you're probably praying, Lord, what do you want me to do? And now you've got a Mm. bunch of different voices coming in and saying a bunch of different things and you don't know how to choose. But what you need to do is step out in faith in one direction and say, God, I really feel like this is the move. I feel like she's the wife. I feel like she's the one. And now make that clear. Give me peace about that. You know what I mean? Like you got to pick a side right now. You kind of floating around a little bit and you waiting now. Anything that goes by her favorite color is pink. Well, they're going a pink car. Wow. Uh Oh, they're going a blue one too. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to grab a hold of. You make the decision first and then ask God, God, am I on the right path? Is this what you would have me to do? Listen, we were thinking about moving to Dallas or we were thinking about joining a certain church, which was Gateway Church. And we didn't know for sure, even though I love Gateway, I love Pastor Robert, all that stuff. We didn't know for sure. And literally my wife was praying and she was like, is it this church? Is it this church? And literally, I know it's going to sound weird. We went to the church to visit and some lady we don't even know, and it doesn't have to be this dramatic. This is probably too dramatic. Walked up to me and said, listen, I'm not one of them creepy people. I know this sounds weird or whatever. But I feel like God wants me to tell you, yes. Literally, she said that wow. and then walked off like a superhero or something. And we knew. But here's the thing. If we weren't picking a side on which way we're going to go or what we feel like we should be doing or what lines up with his word or what we begin to confirm by other people, then we would be in that teeter-totter area, which is where you're at. If you feel like yeah. he's the one, make a choice and then ask God for the confirmation around that choice. Otherwise, you're just going to keep on floating. And then God is going to be like, well, is he really ready? Because she is. Right. And then next thing you know, I don't know what's better. A rocket, some dude named Rocket is going to show up. (laughs) (laughs) Rocket be like, you know what? Jet was cool, but a rocket. Yeah. (laughs) It's a rocket. (laughs) Anyway, so dude, listen, you got a great church you're going to in the cause, like for real. And you got a really great friend who doesn't know your first name too. So so you got the people around you, dude. And you can take what I'm saying as confirmation. And John has said it too. All you're looking for now, just take into what we said in consideration, man, and let us know what happens. So in the meanwhile, it is funny how life works. So I hope you got a lot out of this episode because I know I did. But here's what's super important is get clarity about your relationships. You almost want to put yourself in a position because this relationship was about proposing to somebody. But the person you want to propose to first is really God. And what I mean by that. After you feel peace that you should move in one direction, bring that proposal, bring that petition to God and let him give you the peace that transcends and guards your heart and your mind and then move forward. Don't sit around. Don't wait. When God says go, your job is to simply jet and get it done. (laughs) So listen, I'm Michael Jr. It is funny how life works. So. With that being said, we got an episode coming next week, which is going to be about what? A father with eight kids. Yo, Yo we're going to talk to a father with six kids. He don't got eight. I know the uh, father. He only got six unless <laughs> unless he got an extra baby mama. Yeah, I don't know about it. I know who his dad is. So what could you learn about life from a father with six kids? Well, on this next episode, you're going to find out. I think it's the next episode. If not, stay tuned. You're going to find out. Jet, you're awesome, dude. I so appreciate you. I can't even begin to tell you, man. Like, this was really, really cool. And then, John, of course, you just dope, dude. Like, like as always. So. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Yeah, got the course. 
funny how oh, oh, and don't forget, anybody who's listening right now, you really want to, uh, if you want to use funny to understand how life works, by all means, you should get the course, Funny How Life Works. It's 24 lessons of of things just like we went through with Jet right now to kind of can prepare you for for life and understanding your purpose. And again, it's called Funny How Life Works. Just go to funnyhowlifeworks.com. You can get the course or become a headliner on our Patreon page. Just go to Patreon slash patreon.com slash Michael Jr. If you become a headliner, you get the entire course for free. That's a $400 value. That's pretty dope. So just go to uh, patreon.com slash Michael Jr. Or if you want to just buy the course directly, go to funnyhowlifeworks.com. You guys are completely awesome. I can't even begin to tell you. Thank you so much for being guests. And um, don't forget, uh, it is funny how life works. So make life work for you. I just made that up, didn't I? Hmm. <laughs> cool. Yo, that was dope, guys. That was really, really good. I so appreciate it. Jet, well done. On the real, dude, you got to make it like you got to like this isn't a this isn't a long decision. Like, this is probably a, what I'm saying is, well, I'll do this. John, how long, I know this will sound weird, but I think you, I think you'll feel what I'm feeling. How long is it going to take him? Let's both come up with an amount of time that it's going to take him to make this decision, that it should take him to make this decision. So I'll have mine and then you come up with yours and we'll say it at the same time, but let me think about mine first. (laughs) No, no, like for real, think about it before. I just want us to say it at the hey, hey, can, Yeah, yeah. Me, I just want us to say it at the same time. Hey, let me let me say let me say something real quick, if that's okay. I didn't want to interrupt you, uh, Michael, at all. But um, Jed, I thought what Michael said about peace was that's really, really good wisdom. And I don't know if you've heard my dad will say this occasionally, and I think it's good, it ties in with what Michael said is that if you're gonna make a big decision or, or when you're making a big decision in your life, sometimes it's it's a good idea to actually make the decision you know, in your heart, in your mind, not tell anybody, just don't tell anybody, but just make the decision basically between you and the Lord and then, and and then see if you have peace about it, you know? So make the decision like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to marry, I'm going to marry Betty. She's, she's going to be my wife. I'm going to propose to her, make that decision in your heart, sit with it for a couple of days and see if you still have peace about it. And then, and then if you do, man, it's, it probably, probably is, is of the Lord. So, um, I think, but Michael, Michael's mm-hmm. points that he talked to you about those, those three points, that's just really good advice. So, uh, I, I guess I can answer your question though, Michael, if you want, yeah, if you want me to answer your question. So let's say it at the same time though, just so he can know, cause I have an amount of time that I think it's going to take him like for real. I know it's going to sound oh, weird. Nice. So whatever you thinking, let's just say it as, oh, as, like, wait, have you put a little, a little couple seconds of prayer on this? Like you feel like you, are you got talking, a number? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you the number that. Uh, Don't say it yet. Okay. All right. Don't say it yet. We'll say it at the same time. So he knows legit and we're not texting okay. each other either yet. Just so you know. Okay. So uh, on the count of three, we're going to say it at the same time. One, two, <laughs> two three, weeks, 24 hours. <laughs> Dude, you didn't say nothing. <laughs> I said two weeks. You said 24 hours. <laughs> We still recording, man. This is after the cast. I said two weeks and you said 24 hours. Oh my gosh. I did. Watch one. And now we'll know when he, when he does it. Yeah. Who really hears from the Lord? We'll know. 24 hours. Dope. Good stuff. You guys. Yeah. For real. Like, like, listen, God, God got better than 5G. Right. Don't throw that out there. The issue is, the issue is the receiver sometimes. 
it'd be like like literally God will send somebody yeah. clearly to have a word and they'd be like, uh hey, anyway. Hey, Jeff. You know, hey, Jeff, one other thing. Um when you were talking, uh, you talked about how, you know, Betty has heard some things from the Lord that you haven't and it's, you know, it's taking you longer. I wouldn't worry about that at all, by the way. Uh, I found that in, in my own life, in my marriage, Jenny always, almost always will hear from God about stuff way before I do. And, you know, I, there's I'm, there's different reasons for that. I think I don't need to take time to go into them, but I wouldn't worry about that. That doesn't mean uh, she's more spiritual than you or that even that you're not hearing from the Lord. I just think yeah. God deals with people differently. Well, yeah. And I can tell you what that is too. I, I can tell you what that probably is, is she has a, a, she does probably have a, some natural, well, let me just say this. You, you know how you can make that more clear where you can hear God more easy and faster and just get more favor from the Lord. You want to finish this up? Uh, no, go ahead. You, do you know what you 20, can do to 24 get? Hours. My answer's, my answer's <laughs> 24 hours. Like I got hours. nothing. <laughs> listen, my aunt, listen. He that finds a wife, right, finds a good right. thing and receives favor from the Lord. Chances are, you already found one. She's just not a wife yet, so it's probably harder to hear because you could be in the midst of disobedience right now. And for the last, may, meaning, I don't know how long you've how long have you been a Christian? About what would you say? Um, I'd say about. Officially, about eight years or so. Eight years. So two years in, how 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 well were you hearing God, or that first year? How 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 were you hearing God then versus now? Um, I'd say a little bit stronger than than I was. Um, right. Due, due, due to certain occasions of things, but yeah. Well, well here's the I'm thing, still though. Hearing it. You still hear God, but but a year in, you were really hearing His voice. And then a year and then a year after that, you met who a person who's probably your wife. Six years in you. Now you realize you're hearing his voice slower than she is. Six, Mm -hmm. like six nights. So if you I don't know if you ever got kids, but if you tell one of your kids to do something and they don't do it and they come back and be like, hey, could I have some? You're like, wait a minute. What? I just asked you to. And you didn't do that yet. (sighs) Like it's harder, like you could be in that space right now. But once you make yeah. this decision, I'd be very interested to see how your ears might pop. Your ears might yeah. just pop and be like, snap. You know what the Lord said to me in traffic yesterday? Like it might just flow. I mean, I don't yeah. know. But this is, wow, this is going to be some extra stuff that we give to the Patreon people, the openers. Yeah. This would be great. Hey, and and um, what what Michael said too, you know, I, Jed, I think is good because I, I think it, you don't need a, you don't need to rush it, but you do need to make a decision in 24 hours. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, you guys have been together for six years. That, that's, that's a long time. And, and, and you do need, in fairness to yourself and to her, yeah, uh, you do need to make a decision. You yeah. do need to make a decision on it. And Hey, if you decide, if you choose Betty, that's God's will for you, man. And, um, and if you choose, if you don't choose Betty, then, that's, you know, I think that's also God's will for you. That's, right. that's what I would tell you. So right. you right. just need to make a choice Yeah, because she loves the Lord yet. She's a good woman. She's walking in the same direction as you. Yeah. Um, so you just need to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Especially after this conversation, because now it's been Shoot. all put in front of you and God's going to be like, all right, look, I made it really <laughs> clear. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So that's what, that's what I was trying to say earlier. I don't know if I came across with that, but that's what I was basically trying to mention is I don't, I don't find anything in in our lives, in my life, and I'm sure you guys don't either, that whatever comes our way is not, you know, those who truly trust and love the Lord 
um, nothing happens by an accident. There's always a, a movement mm-hmm. and a reason behind it. I see this very strange situation where, you know, randomly John just gets me, uh, asking me to do this podcast with you, Michael, which I'm very mm-hmm. grateful for. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's about a, a guy about to, to propose, which the reality you realize it's not just there yet, but it's on the verge of, or it can be in the verge of, I guess. But the fact that it, it went this way, I definitely see that, you know, God is mm. answering and speaking just in that way anyway. And hearing, hearing prayers that we, my uh, Betty and I have been asking for. I mean, this is no accident that I get to be with you and talk about it. I mean, you give me some real wisdom and things to truly take action on, which I am grateful for. And I def- definitely see, you know, God is allowing this opportunity. So with, without me saying any more than that, it's, I appreciate that. The fact That's that great. You take the time for that. All right, cool. I'm going to bounce, I'm going to bounce with this. When something's in the oven and you know, it's done, like you just, you, you know, it's ready to come out the oven. I mean, I'm just, I'm just reading the back of a box. It's, it's a Betty Crocker. <laughs> so Betty Crocker is ready to come out the oven. I don't even know how that is. Confirmation, Betty Crocker. Boom, confirmation, Betty Crocker. Time to rock her or you're going to have to stop her. What any of that means. Oh, jeez. You got to wait until after you get married, man. No, not that, dude. What are you Slow talking about? Wow. I ain't talking about that. I was talking about, I meant to say rocket because he on his way. Rocket is on his way. You better back Jeez. up, man. Anyway, you guys are awesome. This is so cool. This is like after the laughs. Anyway, it's funny how life works. I appreciate you guys so much. 